For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. During this pandemic, Jackson State University has made bold and necessary steps to protect our student-athletes. In hopes to get our fans back in the stands, we ask for our Tiger family support. You can donate today to the COVID-19 Athletic Relief Fund. Your donation will assist in the funding of financial support for student-athletes, recruiting, and loss of revenue due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you for all contributions, and remember, we be blue. Donate at GoJSUTigers.com forward slash give. Tiger fans, get ready for episode 96 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show, and everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook, and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Hosting the show with me today is Greg. What's going on, Greg? Hey, Corey. How you doing, man? Hey, man. Doing well. Excited about the show today because we have a special guest with us. He is a sophomore quarterback for your Jackson State University Tigers. Of course, we're talking about Jalen Jones. Welcome to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, Jalen. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, Corey. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on here and talk with y'all. It means a lot. No doubt, man. Our pleasure. We've been meaning to have you on for a while, but it's, it's been crazy, obviously, with Jackson State. New news coming out every day that we've been trying to get to, but the timing is right. I know you guys are going to be getting back to campus soon, so we definitely want to bring you on and let the fans hear from you. So tell me, man, what have you been up to these past nine months since you left Jackson because of the pandemic? Dude, what haven't I been up to? Um, you know, so we came back in March expecting to come back in like a week or so um, to get ready for spring ball. And then, obviously, Corona had a, other plans for us. And then it got pushed back another week. Then it got pushed back another week. Then it got pushed back and just saying, you know, hey, get ready to come back in the fall. Y'all aren't coming back yet. And then getting that even further pushed back. So, I mean, it's just been a real big you know, learning experience over the past nine months of just being away, you know, because this is the longest I've been back home since I was, like, 16 because I left and went wow. to uh, boarding school. You know, when I was in uh, my sophomore year, I left to go to boarding school. And so even when I came back home for my senior year, I only came back home for five months before I uh, I left early and went to college in January. 
And so this is the longest I've been back home since then. And so, I mean, it's been great to be around my parents. You know, my sister was also here because they uh, didn't have them going back to school for basketball either with Corona. So it was good just spending time with my family, you know, that I've, that I've missed out on, you know, um, and just did spending time with everybody that I missed from back home. So it's been, it's been real great for the past nine months, you know, and uh, I'm just, you know, tired of being here really at this point because right. I've been here <laughs> – I've been here for all my life, you know, born and raised in Richmond. It's like, wow, I'm grown. I still got to be here. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's been the good with the bad, but it's been mostly good, you know. So, hey. No doubt. So, Jalen, what's the biggest off-season improvement that you made? The one thing that I've really been focusing on, and I went back and watched, you know, all my games from last last year and looking at everything I could do to improve. And it's really, it's really, I think something that I think will take my game to the next level is with the offense and making sure you get that first read and you don't try to, and you play within the offense and playing within the system. You know, it's, it's times where if I'm so talented, I try to make plays that aren't there, you know, just mm-hmm. by trying to go out there and do too much, but learning how to really, <laughs> settle in and rely on my other guys to really help me and help us win and help us get down the field and do what we need to do and not relying fully on myself, you know. So, I mean, that's something that, you know, really talented guys have an issue with, you know, like Patrick Mahomes, he's very talented. And you see how he uses everybody else to get him going. And that's something that I'm feeling like I've, I've put into my game now with relying on my teammates more and realizing that, you know, I can't do everything by myself. Gotcha. And speaking of that improvement and what you've been working on, I know you work out a lot with Malcolm Bell. And for those uh, fans who aren't familiar with him, he's a quarterback consultant at Undefeated Quarterback Training. So, Jayla, how important has he been to the development of your game? I mean, shoot. I mean, shout out to Malcolm. Um, that's my boy. Uh, he, We've actually been, dude, I remember when he first came back to – uh, Richmond after he left Central and graduated and he first started trying to get uh, undefeated off the ground and you know I've been working out with Malcolm since I was probably like 14 even when he was still at Central and so I know we've been together and, and working out forever so he's just really he, he is I think he's one of the best quarterback trainers in the country like I've, I've you know I've been around quarterback in a while and I've, I've met those guys that are training everybody and I can say hands down Malcolm is one of the best trainers in America you know so I mean he always finds new different different ways to you know he, he's always staying you know fluent with the times you know quarterbacking is a is a is a fluid position you know everything's changing as the years go on new things are are brought into the game which is why quarterbacks are getting better nowadays and he does a great job with staying ahead of the curve and really doing drills and setting, you know, putting us in a position to have to make these throws and make these adjustments and get better as a quarterback. And so, I mean, he, he, he's helped me improve a lot. Good stuff, man. And you mentioned that he played at North Carolina Central. Well, fun fact, he played quarterback for Coach T.C. Taylor at North Carolina Central. So, Jalen, how has your relationship with Coach Taylor grown from the time you got to Jackson up until now? You know, I really came to uh, 
to Jackson State because of Coach Taylor. You know, Malcolm had told me, you know, all that he had done for him at Central. And I just – and he was like, you know, that's somebody that you can really trust and look look to. And so he was one of the big major pieces that got me to Jackson State. You know, and so, I mean, he's somebody that I really appreciate and somebody I know that I can always talk to. You know, Coach Taylor is, you know, he's a, he's a really he's a really great guy. Um and he's somebody that I really count on at school, you know. And anything that you know, I need, like I know if I need something, I can call Coach Taylor. He's gonna, you know, make sure I'm straight. I remember my car was broke down on the side of the road in the middle of the day, and I had to. And I called Coach Taylor. He was there in like 15 minutes. And so you know, he's just somebody I really, wow. uh, I really appreciate. And so I mean, he's just a great guy. And so I was texting him. Uh, on Thanksgiving, saying I was thankful for him, and I sent a, I sent this old text, and we were joking, and he was like, "We're Starsky and Hutch," because uh, <laughs> that's my boy. So we were, we're we're real close, and so you know, uh, really got a lot of love for Coach Taylor. Uh, so let's take so let's take it back to last season. You were a true freshman. What was what was your overall grade and assessment that you would give yourself? I'm very hard on myself. You know, I don't give myself a lot of credit where it's due because, um, you know, I just expect so much out of myself, you know, when it comes to playing. And, and so, truthfully, I, I think I did terrible, you know. Uh, I think if I, if I really agree myself, I'd say where I should have been, my grade was probably about a C, C plus. Okay. And I know you uh, obviously you spent some time at Florida before coming to Jackson State. Uh, but that, that transition, what was that transition like coming from high school to college, both on and off the field? You know, being at Florida was a real eye-opener. You know, all the talent that they had there, um, that's some of the, you know, you, some of the guys that got drafted, you know, they had the top five, five, top five pick out of a bunch of their players drafted last year. You know, I was going up against those guys. And so, you know, football, it, it was tough. And so people – try to say, oh, SEC, the SWAC, it's not the same, but, you know, they don't understand, you know. College football is college football for a reason. These people are here for a reason. You know, everybody mm-hmm. can play. So, I mean, it was a big transition either way. You know, I was 18 coming in uh, to Jackson State, and, you know, I just, uh, you know, it was just a big transition, you know. People think that just because it's a smaller conference that it's not the same, but, Football is football no matter what at this level. You know, Jalen, you really started to come into your own late in the season. I remember there was a two-game stretch where you gave us a glimpse of what the future could look like with you at quarterback. You threw for 220 yards and three touchdowns and ran for 130 yards and another touchdown against Alabama A&M. You followed that up with uh, 224 yards passing and four TDs, and you ran for another 105 yards against those hated Southern Jaguars. I love that. Uh, but what was it that kind of clicked for you at that time? Or was it the speed of the game maybe slowing down, or did a light bulb go off? What was it? Um, I think really, you know, that's really, you know, uh, it really didn't even start then. If you really go back a game before uh, Alabama A&M, when I came in and won the game with UAPB, really the game before, that home game, and I came in and threw for like one 25 and rushed for like 50 and a touchdown against them and we ended up winning that game. And so, you know, that was really 
a test of me, you know, staying ready. You know, it was times last season where, you know, I, I I wanted to play, but I had to I had to watch and just get mental reps behind Derek Ponder um, because he was starting, and so you know that was and that was that was a, an, an adjustment. You know, so I've always been used to playing and then going to not playing for some time. That's hard, and so I just really had to reset my thinking and just you know say, okay, whenever I get my chance, I really gotta I really gotta make sure that I I take advantage of it. And so when I got thrown in in the second quarter against UAPB, that's right when everything really started clicking. And then I'll never forget the Alabama A and M, uh, Alabama A and M game. You know that whole week I've been talking with Coach Taylor. You know I'd always been saying that I really wanted my chance to get a full week and get uh, get ready to start. And he said, you know, he challenged me. You know, because that's our relationship. We really challenge each other to get better. And so he challenged me, and he said, you know, you've been begging for this opportunity. What are you going to do with it? You know, you, you've been wanting this so long. Now that you got it, what you going how you, how you going to play? How are you going to attack it? And I told him, I was like, I'm going to win a slot player of the week. You about to watch. And so I said that that day. I said that right before the game. And so, you know, I came out there, and then I just attacked. And the game really started to – slowed down for me. That's where I really started to, you know, trust in my teammates, you know, and letting them do what they do. Because I got some really great guys out there, you know, uh, Warren Newman, Daniel Crowell, Diddy Bowie, Kobe Gates, Colin Ritchie. Like, I got some good guys out there. And we can really play. And so I, I was just playing through them, and we were just all balling. You see, and you, everything thought would happen. And it came out of some controversial mm-hmm. calls. That's why we didn't end up winning that game because they, nonsense, they caught a, a, a fumble when I was throwing the ball and I got hit. And so, you know, it was a controversial call. But that's really when the game started slowing down for me and stuff started clicking, you know. And that's when I just really was, you know, like, you know, I was like, okay, this is my time to, this is my time to ball. All I ever needed was an opportunity, you know. And then coming back out the Southern week, I mentally was and physically was there. So, I mean, I, I was excited. And so y'all saw what I did in, in that game too. And so it was just really a culmination of my resilience and just me being ready to take the opportunity when I get it. Because I know if, if anybody gives me the chance to get on that field, they're going to see what I can do. And so once I get that chance, it's over. It's up. And so that's what that was. And so, you know, my place spoke for itself. Absolutely. And I can imagine, man, your confidence was sky high after that going into spring 2020. But, of course, everything was shut down because of the pandemic. Do you think you'll be able to pick right back up where you left off when you guys return in January, or could there be some rust and a reacclimation period? The way I've been preparing, you know, I've been making sure that, you know, I'm about my business while I'm at home. Even though I am here, I'm still focused on getting better, you know, and doing the things that are necessary to pick right back up even even better than I was last season. Especially because, like, I think, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten bigger physically. I've gotten stronger. I've gotten faster. Because last season I was about, you know, I was about 6'3", 190 playing. Now I'm like six four two eighteen. 
And so I've gotten a lot bigger. And so that's just me preparing my body, you know, being ready to step up and be the person to lead and to play and do everything that I'm supposed to do. And so as far as my skill, you know, I've been putting in the work at home to make sure that once I step back on the field, that there's no drop-off and it's actually an ascension. And, you know, I believe my teammates are doing the same thing because we all have the common goal that, you know, we want to go out there and we want to win and we want to take over. And so we're all on the same page with that. So we already know that what we have to do and we have to be disciplined at home to be able to really do that. So how are you feeling about the prospects of playing in the spring? I'm excited for it. I think it'll be a real, real good opportunity, truthfully. You know, uh, give everybody, you know, we're going to be the one of the main things on, and so we're just going to be able to play. And so that's something I'm going to be real excited to do, you know. Okay. And I don't, I'm seeing everybody else cancel. I mean, I don't think everybody was canceled, but, you know, I think it'll be a real good opportunity for a lot of schools that don't get, you know, a lot of publicity to have the spotlight on them and their players since, you know, they were going to be the one of the main things playing off playing football, you know? Right. Gotcha. And, of course, Jalen, the big news of the offseason was the hiring of Coach Prime. So how shocked were you by that, and what was your reaction when you first found out? Um, I had already heard somewhat about it. And so when I first heard about it, I was excited. You know, I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan myself. Um, and, you know, I've always had a lot of respect and love for Dion, you know, as a fan. You know, and so that's one of the first things I said to him when we talked on the phone. I was like, you know, it's an honor to, to meet you. I'm a huge fan. You know, it's very rare, you know, that you have a, you know, he's the top 100 players in the in football history. Out of everybody to play football, he's that great, you know. And that's crazy. And so it's I'm excited. You know, I see somebody that I really respect and have a lot of admiration for because he's just a uh, uh, he's just a, a, a great player, and I'm excited to learn and really soak in all the wisdom and knowledge he has, you know. And I'm excited for it, truthfully. Right. And now you know Greg and I are 49ers fans, and and Dion <laughs> he played for the 49ers first and won a Super Bowl with the 49ers first. You're aware of that, right? Right. For the Cowboys, <laughs> you know that, right? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just want to right. listen. <laughs> just wanted to be sure. Wanted to put that out there. <laughs> I just want to know who has more. I just wanted to know who has more Super Bowls. That's it. Uh, it's the same, same, same amount. For now, it's the same amount. For now, I thought we had a job about like one or something. Nah, maybe that's on the on the uh, video game you've been playing, but not in real life. <laughs> you saying for now, y'all, y'all, the way y'all dropping the ball, don't get on my face. Hey, well, once we get back healthy, it's on and popping again. Bang, bang, nine again. We can say the same thing. Y'all can say it, but it wouldn't be true. It would be true. What? Okay, we we not for to get in on this. We are on no one, and we get a top five pick, so it don't it don't matter. <laughs> okay, man, but Coach Prime has said from day one that he wants some dogs. Now, of course, as we said, you spent some time with the Florida Gators, so you're familiar with the type of athletes that he's recruiting. So just how excited do you think that offense can be next season? 
Uh, I think the offense is going to be great. You know, uh, one thing about Florida, you know, that so one thing that Florida taught me, you know, was how how to grind. You know, how you really, if you want to be great, how you gotta how you gotta go about it. You know, some of the guys that were there, like I said, you know, they had I think seven players drafted last season. You know, and so four of the receivers that were there, uh, one of them, Van Jefferson, he got drafted in the second round by the Rams. Uh, he was, uh, and Kyle Pitts, the guy, you know, the, the tight end, number one tight end right now in the draft, uh, that's there right now. You know, those are my big brothers at, the, at Florida. And, you know, something that they really taught me was how hard I got to work and go when it comes to attacking what I want. You know, how hard you really got to work. You know, once you're really around that for a certain amount of time and – you have that around you, and you rise to that level. It's all about that work. And so, once you get a bunch of people with that, with a like mind like that, with the same like mind, that really want to go about it and be great together, that push each other, that's unstoppable. I'm not gonna lie to you. And then that raises the, the that raises the team as a whole. And so that's it's it's insane. So I'm so I'm pretty sure you've seen some of the additions that are coming to the defensive side of the ball, how competitive do you think those practices will be and how much better can can our defense make you? Uh, something that was real fun last season, you know, was the competition between the offense and the defense. It's, it's, it's really intense, to say the least. You know, we'll be we'll be there arguing, and then go. It's it's a very intense practice. Let me say that. And so, you know, we always joke with each other, and then it's a good competition, and we always it's very competitive. And so, we always get the best out of each other at practice. Um, I can say that. And so, I know, you know, offense we always bring it. We always do what we do, and defense rise to the occasion some days, and the offense rise to the occasion other days. And so I know, I know it's going to be real interesting practices to say the least. Absolutely, we're definitely looking forward to that. Well, speaking of that competition, you signed with Florida out of high school as a four-star quarterback, and you went into that spring 2019 camp in Gainesville with several other star-rated quarterbacks like Emory Jones, the four-star. Uh, Felipe Franks, another four-star, and I think Kyle Trask, a three-star. But despite that competition, I've heard you say that those guys took you under their wings and showed you the ropes. And now here you are at Jackson State, and you're the incumbent, so to speak, and there's another four-star quarterback coming into the program, Shadur Sanders. Now, I've heard some people question how you might feel about that, but I always like to point out that if you were afraid of competition, you would have never gone to Florida because every quarterback there is, is usually a three-star or better. But just give us your thoughts on the talent level and competition that will be in that quarterback room at Jackson State. And, of course, we have Quincy Casey as well coming back who got a couple starts as a true freshman last season as well. You know, um, it's really exciting. You know, like I said, you know, Florida was something that really was a place that really taught me a lot on the football side of things on how I needed to approach the game. You know, like I said, like, I have five and four stars at Florida. Like Felipe Franks, Kyle, Kyle Trask is in the Heisman. He's about to win the Heisman this year. You know, he's somebody that was that was uh, that that taught me a lot at Florida. So it was it was Emory and Felipe. You know, they were great quarterbacks. Some of the you know they were 
talented as, as all get out, you know, and they really took me under their wing and helped me, and showed me the ropes of what it took to be a quarterback. And those are and some of the lessons things I still use to this day. And so you know, uh, it's even though it's about competition between the positions and who wants to play, it's still a brotherhood. You know, it's still a it's still a, a camaraderie, but between us, you know. Uh, same thing at Jackson State, you know. Even though it was a quarterback course uh, until the last part of the season, uh, it was still a lot of love with Quincy and, and Derek, you know. Um, even though it was, it was competition, we still had a lot of respect for each other. And so even coming back, you know, I was really excited to be around them, you know, when it's a good group of people, you know that just want the best for each other. Like, I, I got a lot of love for Quincy, and I want, you know, when, when he plays, I want the best for him. You know, he's a real great guy. And so, um, even though it's a competition, it's still a brotherhood. And so, you know, there's a lot of love in the quarterback room, no matter who comes in and who's there. Gotcha. So how anxious and ready are you to get back to Jackson, Mississippi? Man, I've been ready to get back to Jackson, Mississippi. I guess I'm tired of being in Richmond. I've been here too long. Um, so I'm just ready to get back, get with the guys, and just, you know, get get the, get the boots in the dirt and just start pushing the boulder. You know, I'm really excited to get that chance to come together again. Uh, I'm waiting okay. for it. I'm anxious. I'm just kind of down to days now. Okay, okay. So as someone who didn't have a lot of knowledge about JSU before you transferred, what is your take on the HBCU experience so far and the Jackson State fan base? You know, something that I really uh, love about Jackson State, they opened me with, they welcomed me with open arms. You know, since the moment they found that I was coming, it was just a lot of love and support, you know, and they always had my back with the, with everything. And so I, I I've always loved Jackson State's fan base. You know, they're also they're also hardcore though. You know, if you ain't doing what you're supposed to, they gonna you gonna hear about it. But it's a lot of it's a, it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of love between uh, between the fan base. You know, they've always been very supportive. You know, and Jackson State as a whole. You know, I love Jackson, Mississippi. I love the HBCU life. You never you. You hear about it because, you know, going to University of Florida, that's the PWI. And so when you finally come to HBCU, it's really an eye-opening, but it's really a lot of love here in Jackson. And so, I mean, I, I love the fans. They mean a lot to me. They, right. They're part of the reason I, I go so hard because I want to uh, – I feel like I owe them a lot, and I feel like – and I just want to go out there and, and give them a show every Saturday and really just ball out for them. And so I really love our fan base. No doubt. Great stuff, man. You know, Jalen, a lot of Power Five conference players are starting to express interest in transferring to Jackson State now that Coach Prime is at the helm. So as someone who has made that transition, what would you say to those guys if you had to pitch them on why they love it here despite leaving a bigger school? Something I would pitch to them is really make sure they want it, you know, if you really want to come here and you really want to grind and you're really about your business, then come on. You know, I don't want somebody to come here just because of the name. 
you know, oh, we, we're going to Jackson State, Deion Sanders is our coach. You know, I don't want that. I want people that are coming here because, okay, we want to be successful. We want to be great. We want to achieve, we want to achieve things. You know, I want them to come here because uh, they want to chase greatness, you know. And so that's something that I, I picture them like, hey, is this what you really want to do? And come on, it's a real, it's a great opportunity. Great point, man. I love that. Before we let you get out of here, man, I, I do want to ask you. I know during your short time in Jackson, you you, be, you started to become aware of Jackson State's rich tradition and history. So, how close do you think we are to getting back to those days of dominance as a football program? I think we're on the cusp of it. You know, we were finally starting to coming to our own the last few games of those seasons. Um, but we just caught some bad breaks, you know. We went on that winning streak, and, you know, we were, we were in it. And so I think we're, I think we're right there. Like, I've, I've, I, I know where Jackson State is supposed to be. I've, I've seen the tradition, and, you know, I think we're right. We're right where we're supposed to be on terms of chasing it. And we're right, we're right there. So I'm excited to get back to really grinding and getting us back to where we're supposed to be. All right, no doubt. And the fans are looking forward to it. We're just as excited. So, uh, again, spring football, we can't wait for you guys to get back in January so we can play that spring schedule. And then, obviously, a big fall schedule kicking off in Miami. I know you're looking forward to playing FAMU down there on Labor Day. So continue working hard, man. Keep grinding. Looking forward to you getting back on campus and seeing you out there on the field. All right, definitely. I appreciate it, man. I look forward to it, too. I, I, I hope to see you all down there in, in Miami because I know we're going to set the beach on fire. Hotel already booked. Okay. <laughs> we'll be there. Okay. All right, definitely. I'm going to meet you all down there then. All right, man. Good stuff. And that'll do it for Episode 96 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag the I love. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.